Hi, I'm Max. I'm Joe. And I'm Zan. And we're the Three, Three Whining Witches. Witches. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow and give us a five star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content. Let's get the podcast started by throwing a shout out to our friends, Charlotte, Shelby, and Riley over at the Smut Up and Listen podcast. Three hilarious ladies with a love for anything smut. Charlotte and Shelby read the smut, then tell Riley all about it on their podcast. And to make things more interesting, they make Riley read the dirtiest parts out loud. Check out their show on any podcast platform. Major ones include Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also find them on Instagram at Smut Up and Listen Podcast. So, how's it going, guys? It's going and it's hot. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, Texas is hot. Again. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. Yeah. Oh, 120 yeah. degrees this week. How we put a, a yes or no on Instagram. A poll. There we go. <laughs> to ask if you would read a book in this weather. Outside. So we saw, yes. So we saw a lot of yeses. Do you? What? Yeah. No. Do you? Yes. A lot of yeses. Oh, yeah. And then Maggie and I decided that it's those people who do hot yoga. <laughs> With goats. <laughs> they're, used yeah. to, they're used to that type of heat. They're demons, Because much. here we are crying to get out of the heat. Yeah. 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 No. I would not be outside at all. I barely want to go outside to my car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's terrible. Yeah. So y'all have any plans this weekend? I think we might be going to the beach again. Ooh. <laughs> because I didn't, get, I didn't get sunburn on my crack, so. <laughs> I wonder there was still like. I mean my part, <laughs> not my crack. Oh, my God. <laughs> What is the crack on my head? You know. Actually, I got like zero tan and Estella got like the best golden tan and I'm still quite pale. Um, farmer's tan, that, that kind of thing. Nice. Plumber's right. tan. Plumber's tan? Oh my God, stop. <laughs> that's no. what you're going for now. Yeah, that's what I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't plan on doing anything this weekend. I just, yeah. Same. I took myself a four day weekend, at, um, you know, before Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Probably read, but I just like read a couple of books that I was like really kind of disappointed. Oh, oh no! Oh, I found uh, the kids' Kindle Fire, so I stole it from them. <laughs> <laughs> There's that, um, and I hope they don't try to steal it back. It's mine. You're like, yeah. hey, this is mine, not yours. Yeah, probably don't even remember it. I just didn't want to shell the cash for another Kindle when we have like two. Yeah. Mm. And they don't use it, so. No. They don't want it until they see someone else using it. Yeah. Kind of like food. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> but, like, they don't want any food, and then they see you eating, and then they go, can I have some? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's true. That is true. So our first drink of tonight is going to be the wine Apothic Rosé, a rosé with dark secrets. <gasps> Naughty wine. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. we tasted those secrets just kidding that sounds dirty well <laughs> it was rather strong it is um it's like a mouthwash <laughs> yes gross <laughs> yeah so that one's um <clears throat> careful with that one pretty powerful unless you like the bitter it's not that bitter but it's bitter it's yeah like, it like burns on the way down just yeah. like the freaking sangria. sangria yeah, <laughs> yeah. well and uh, i'm not a f- sophisticated 
wine drinker at all. We are drinking whatever tastes good. Like Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a step above Kool-Aid and that's that's fine by us, you know. We so fancy. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started. Okay. Okay. So how did we end last time? Uh last time we ended with when Reese came in um, yes. to the manor, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's when we ended. My boyfriend. And uh, what? No. He no. was threatening my and, boyfriend. Oh, I was like, and, girlfriend, get yeah. off my boyfriend. <laughs> when, uh, and then they went back to go eat after he left, right? <laughs> it was probably like an all-you-can-eat buffet. You can't let that go. Right. <laughs> that fairy food. You know, it tastes really good. Mm. Yeah. The amount of food they probably waste is probably disgusting. Okay, so let's get started. Um, we're on chapter 27. Following the interaction with Reese, Tamlin orders both Lucian and Feyre to leave the dining room. Feyre lays in bed thinking of Tam's face. She also remembers the roaring and cracking and shattering of furniture heard through the house. Feyre foregoes going to dinner because she didn't want to see the state of the place. She thinks of Reese-Anne's visit and what he said about Under the Mountain. And why she might be forced to go there. She thinks of Anne Marantha and how powerful and deadly she must be to order the High Lords of Prithian around. So, that leads us to our first question, which is, we've obviously finished the book. If you could compare Anne Marantha to any other infamous villain, who would it be? I would say the Eva Queen from Snow White. Yeah, they're that's both a good one. ruthless and cruel. They have this obsession to be the fairest of their lands and will do anything to get there. I have this thing. I think that Amarantha is like who. Okay, so like, you know how in the Disney Beauty and the Beast, she's like the witch. Was it a witch? It was a witch, right? It was the enchantress. The, okay, the enchantress. She was the enchantress, and she was the people that were mobbing the house, killing all or trying to kill the servants, right? Um. So, <laughs> so like, so she's like per- that. All of that personified to me. <laughs> okay. I guess I thought about it too deeply. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the reason I say that is because uh, it's funny because she makes this deal with Tamlin that basically asks both he and Vera become better people by getting rid of their own prejudices regarding their opinion of other people's, you know, of, of each other's people, right? Like, so basically in order to, for her, for them to get rid of that curse, they both need to overcome their prejudices of humans and Faye. And when they do that... um she becomes that mob of people that detests anything that's different. You know, anyway, so <laughs> all of this, I know, misguided. All right. Tamlin interrupts Feyre's thoughts when he enters her room and sits on her bed. He apologizes and tells Feyre he is sending her home. She questions him because before she was told it was impossible to get around uh, the treaty. Tamlin tells her he's taken on her life debt. Farah asks Tam if she's done something wrong, and he tells her no, she was perfect. He tells her there are people who would want to hurt her because of what she means to him. 
He thought he could handle them, but after Rhysand's visit, he wants to get her far from there and, you know, somewhere safe. When Feyre tries to argue she can protect herself, Tamlin corrects her and tells her that he can't even protect himself against them. They would hunt her down and she would find a way to kill Feyre. He tells her not to tell the truth to her family of where she was and who she was with. She tries to argue more, but Tamlin just tells her she needs to go home. Feyre tells Tamlin that she wants to stay with him. Tamlin tells Feyre that Reese was the start of it. The adder may return or the bog. Feyre asks how long she has to stay away, and Tamlin tells her he doesn't know. She tells him she supposes that it would be easier if she was gone. Who wants someone who's so covered in thorns? Prickly, sour, and contrary. So that brings us to our next question, which is, what do you think of Feyre's reaction? I think it was a little, like, I get that she wanted to stay, but the whole part of, like, maybe it'll be better when I'm gone. Who wants me? You know, it was kind of like, woe is me. Like, she was the center now, you know? Like, she's making the problem all about herself. That's exactly what I was thinking. It kind of reminds me of when I was younger and very needy. Younger? Uh, like two years ago. Uh, you're not needy? I was younger two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we all were. It's very like high school reaction, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh, you're going to do that? What about me? Oh, you don't want me. I'm hard to love. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she does, and then she justifies it for her. Like, I don't know if she's justifying it for herself or if she's justifying it to, um, you know, just so that she doesn't feel bad or, you know, she doesn't feel as bad thinking that maybe he's somehow, I guess, rejecting her. I don't know. <laughs> so Tamlin kisses her and says, not forever. Feyre then pushes Tam onto the bed and straddles him. She continues to kiss him quickly, trying to express the need within her. Tamlin turns them over and begins kissing down her neck. Um, Tamlin traces down her hip bones, lingering on the edge of her undergarments, her pantaloons. (laughs) Tamlin kisses slower as his hand slips under the waistband of her undergarment. With one long claw, he shreds through the silk and lace of her nightgown and pantaloons. Uh, he pauses, but Feyre pulls him further on top of her and tells him not to stop. He tells her that if they keep going, he won't be able to stop at all. She takes what's left of her nightgown and removes it. And she slides one of her legs to the side, giving him an invitation. Yeah, baby. Um, she tells him, give me everything. Which is gross. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, have you guys ever said, give me everything? She's probably no. meaning, like, give me all your fate. Like, be rough. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Like, you can be rough. Um, whatever. Tamlin lunges at Vera. <laughs> Like a total brute, he lowers between her thighs and feasts on her until she shudders, then sheaths himself inside her. Tamlin roars and they go over the edge. Yeah, it was quite um, brief. In the shortest (laughs) 
coupling <laughs> coupling ever yeah three minutes oh, i don't even think no. so <laughs> i mean i read through that baby real fast and the dramatized version was even shorter <laughs> yeah one minute but there was a lot of grunting right oh my god yeah hey, what do you guys think like do you think that when they're doing the dramatized version and they're in these scenes are they together in the same room doing it or like what I don't know. That's a good question. Right. Because that is a little bit awkward, How, right? That would be really awkward if you're like moaning and you're sitting side by side. Like it'd right. be you and me right now moaning. Ew. <laughs> you have to be in the mood. Not in that mood, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. But what why would he why did he tell her, oh, like not forever? Doesn't that isn't that you know, bullshit? It totally <laughs> is. Yeah. What I wanna know is he if he like put up his claw. Huh? Put up his claw because he used it to rip off oh. the underwear, and then she started- they, they go in and out, in and out. Or maybe it's like Ew. she wants. Maybe she wants like them love scrapes or whatever oh. you want to call them. Like, Gross! Like a love bite, but not. It's gonna be a scrape. Usually, it's the other way around, right? It's the like, woman scrapes the uh, or scrunches the man's back. But it's like knife play, like yeah. Edward yeah. Scissorhands. Ooh. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, okay, so let me bring this up again one more time. Twilight. When Sam and Emily, doesn't he like freak out and she's got a scar in her face and they asked why and it's because she, what's her name, Emily? I don't remember. I don't remember. But Sam is one, he's the head alpha wolf. Oh, yeah. And the girl, I thought it was Emily. It could be, I, I could be totally wrong. Uh, he, they asked what happened to her and he said she stood too close one day when he was like raging. And that was the result. Oh, yeah. She had a scar down her face. Oh. I remember now. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't actually happen here. <laughs> but since we were talking about it, that's what I thought of. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Lies. Obviously, though, way better than Isaac. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> right? Isaac was like 30 seconds. Adequate. She was like, no one's ever done that before. And he didn't give her everything. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. He certainly didn't give her the truth. That's for sure. Mm. Sorry. I'm just very bitter about that. Give me everything except for the truth. Oh, I thought we were talking about Isaac now. No, we're talking about Tamlin, the failure. (laughs) Jeez, he's a good guy right now so far. No, no. Okay, first of all, it really bothered me that he was acting like a freaking child at the beginning when he's throwing stuff around. Like, that's so... Um, but like he's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you seen the beast on Disney? <laughs> I know, but that one, that beast looks like it's cuddly. It looks like, you know, anyway, but, and it's Disney, but you know, like if you've ever been around anybody that actually does that, it's terrifying. Does what? The beast? Like throws stuff around or, you know, gets angry and does that kind of stuff. It's frightening why are you talking about me <laughs> you're talking about your sister like that what's your problem we shouldn't borrow my sweater without asking it wasn't sweaters your shoes yeah shoes. for sure your shoes. okay Farah falls asleep in tam's arms and awakens a few hours later and then they do it again actually they do it four times uh, and of course, Feyre <laughs> thinks that she could never paint the feel and taste of him. Uh, Zan was watching through the window. She knows that they did it four times. <laughs> How do you know they did it four times? I just read it earlier. They, she says it. They did it four more times. Oh crap! Yeah. No, she was there. <laughs> so they did it for four minutes. I'm like holy crap, lady! <laughs> did you have the KY? Anyway, 
I hope. Anyway. It was probably like baking grease. <laughs> oh, <correct. laughs> no. <laughs> Tam tells Vera she will be leaving home tomorrow, which sur- surprises Vera. She thinks it could be years until she sees him again. Um, as she's falling asleep once more, Tamlin whispers, I love you, thorns and all. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> when they're done... He tries to leave. Oh, what a yeah. turd. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Isn't that pretty crappy? Like, well, he got what he wanted, duh. Well, I know. And then and then he's like, okay, like, okay I'll stay. You know, we, you know we're not going to go to sleep. <laughs> and then they do it four more times. But he does it anyway. Like, he leaves in the, like before she wakes up. He was probably downstairs making her breakfast. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. Anyway, that's so rude. Okay, so the next bottle we're doing is Reunite Lambrusco. Dang, how much of that first one did you have? <laughs> I actually didn't have as much as you probably. No, just kidding. I, I haven't had as much as Maggie because Maggie actually finished hers and we like... Yeah. Okay. I'm sweating. Chapter 28. The following morning, Alice dresses Feyre in a frilly and confining dress with an absurd ivory hat for her journey home. <laughs> What's wrong with I you? just picture like this big ass hat just <laughs> flopping down. I, I, like they're I, going to the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> yes, that yeah, okay. That's a good. That's a good. We call it. Um, I always think about like the what they what do they call fascinators or whatever for the English that they have like a tiny little hat. It's, oh. I think it's called a fascinator Is or it, something. I like those because it's fascinating. I think that's what it's called. I could be totally wrong <laughs> and I'm making something up. Anyway, so Alice tells Feyre that she doesn't like goodbyes and would walk away and not say anything if she could. As she walks out of her room, she tells Alice that she hopes she gets to be with her nephews once again. As she walks out, Lucian jokes <laughs> about Feyre's outfit, <laughs> saying it's enough to convince him to never enter the human realm again. <laughs> that's so mean, right? Like It's like, one of the last things he says to her. Jerk. I love him. And then, <laughs> oh God. And then Feyre tells him the human realm wouldn't know what to do with him, but Zan would. I know exactly what I would do. Lick his eyeball. I yeah. know. <laughs> no. <laughs> She'd probably like, I don't know. Would you put it in your mouth and swish it around? Yeah, she would. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I would, I would get him the contact solution. <laughs> do you think that if she did that, he would feel it? <laughs> Oh my god. No. As he walks her to the carriage, he tells her, I thought you were smarter than this. He even berates Tamlin for not giving her a few more days. Tamlin angrily tells Lucian that this isn't up for debate and that he he'd see him at the next meal. Because <laughs> they only hang out during meals. Um, <laughs> and then hilarious. Lucian storms away. At the carriage, T- Tamlin tells her to remember what he told her. Her family was safe. Feyre tells Tamlin that her paintings are his. He tells mm-hmm. her that he will see her again. Before she leaves, Tamlin once again tells her he loves her, but she doesn't say it back, even though she thought she should. She hey, Joe. Jo, what? So I have a question for you. Okay. Just for you. This, uh, you have two kids. Yes. Whenever they bring you any artwork <laughs> or coloring sheets, do you keep them? Um, only if they look good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Um, I do keep some, but like Estella, she cranks them out like crazy. So those, a lot of those go in the trash. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, like, she has an obsession with mommy long legs. Oh, I probably creepy. have. That's so weird. I probably have like a hundred drawings of mommy long legs, and that's her favorite thing to draw. So, like, I keep on getting new ones, and there's only so many I can take to work. People think I'm weird. <laughs> it's like a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, just a question I threw out there. She didn't want to become a burden to him. She would grow old and die, and he had a lot to face already. So she looks forward as the carriage passes through the manor gates. So, guys, what do you think Tam does with Faber's paintings? <laughs> I think that he throws them in the closet between the realms. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> the broom closet. Yes. yes. <laughs> because he didn't want to lie to her face and say he didn't like them. <laughs> like, where's my paintings? Oh, right there. Right. Probably torn up after he gets upset. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -mm. Probably. Um, when, um, yeah, we're talking about future, of course. Did I? Spoiler alert. As she enters the woods, she smells magic and falls to a deep sleep. When she awakens, she sees the carriage has taken to her, to her to a chateau of white marble and emerald roofs, nearly as large as Tamlin's. She's led out of the carriage by a footman she didn't recognize. She notices he and the other servants were all human. Then her sisters approach her wearing fine dresses. Nesta curtsied oh. and welcomes the lady to their home. Pharaoh laughs because her sisters, they don't recognize the non-feral animal now dressed in fine clothing. Elaine asks of their aunt and Pharaoh confirms that she's passed. And Nesta says, she left you her fortune. She thinks to herself that family passing, fortunes being transferred, these were small things. Nesta asks why she's so quiet, and she tells them she's glad to see their fortune improved and asks what happened. Elaine tells Farah a week after she left for her aunts, a stranger appeared at their door and asked their father to invest money for him. The stranger gave him a trunk of gold just for your greens, and within a month, the man's investment doubled and money started pouring in. The ships that had been lost were found. Farah realizes all that Tamlin had done for her family. Elaine invites Farah to enter the home, and Nesta watches Farah carefully. So would you have taken the stranger's money? If I was a human living in the human lands in this story, I probably wouldn't, because money isn't free. You know, or in the, you don't get anything for free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, so I'll do a little tap dance for you or something. I don't know. What, some <laughs> kind of service, right? But it, it would be the same here, right? Like, yeah. you don't expect money for free, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You yeah. get those text messages from your a fake Amazon email saying, yeah. <laughs> you you are um, owed $600 um, in, you know, whatever, savings. And you're like, I didn't even know I had an Amazon account. <laughs> I think as long as they don't offer you a vanilla card, you're fine. Mm -hmm. Oh, Not offer you, but have you buy one and give it to them. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But, you know, there are several people who do fall for that anyway. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. But, yeah. I, I would probably be really awkward. I would be one of those people that's like looking at Pharaoh like, what do you want? Especially if they have like such a hard life as humans, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which they do. So as the carriage leaves, Sarah thinks of the love she shared with Tim on her last night in Prithian. She remembers that she needs to stay here in the human realm, 
but she cannot fight the sensation that she made a very mis big mistake in leaving. She pushes the thought out of her mind as she meets her father, who orders a ball to be held in honor of her return. She feels a shadow blanketing her heart, even though she knows she's completed her promise she made to her mother all those years ago. So, what is one decision you've made and later regretted? Mostly TikToks I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> I would say hair colors for me. <laughs> right? Cool. Maggie? Uh, I don't know, but I might have a serious question, like answer to that. I think I regret not going back to college sooner. Because mm -hmm. by now I would have been settled financially and in my career. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I kind of regret not finishing, no, finishing a master's. I was like 12 hours away and I just had it in for my professor. I didn't really care for him. So I was like, you know what? Boo, yeah. I'm not <laughs> going anymore. Which really, like, he didn't care. It was hurt. I was only hurting myself. Yeah. Oh, I finally found my notes. Promising to go to a party you were excited at the time about going to, but then hating it the day of. That's one I regret. Those are that's one of my regrets. <laughs> wow, that's real deep. <laughs> um, also, I think when they're leaving, something I notice is that Thera in her head is wanting Tamlin to say "I love you" again, mm -hmm. but she won't say it back. I know what a coward. Like she, every other time she thinks she's a coward, like no, this time you're a coward because she knows what she feels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's mixing makes excuses not to have to say it. And, and he went the like he went as far as saying it first. You know how like in your yeah. in your uh, relationship you don't want to be the first to say it. Mm -hmm. um, hey Maggie, I have a question. <laughs> in your relationship with Charlie, Charlie, Charlie boy, happy birthday. Who said I love you first? Charlie. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> right away. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Xandra, uh -huh. in your relationship with me, who said I love you first? <laughs> We're sisters, by the way. I don't think we have told each other that yet. Uh, probably not. Probably maybe by text or something. Right. Yeah. Which is funny because I like um, smother my kids with I love yous all day long. Up and down. My husband, too. <laughs> Hi, Arnold. <laughs> hey, Arnold. He, he, hey, Arnold. Yeah, he thinks I'm obsessed with him because I keep on talking about him on here. <laughs> You are obsessed. Just a little bit. <laughs> My secret box of treasures. <laughs> yeah. I also kind of wonder if she didn't love him. Oh, you think maybe he didn't? She didn't? Well, you know, like, sometimes when you're young, you love any, uh, like, the younger mm. girls love any man who pays attention to them. And, uh, like, all she had previously was Isaac. So yeah. maybe now that she's got a different attention and the man is rich and he's the high lord, uh, maybe mm -hmm. she, you know, it was just more of like an infatuation. Or maybe she wanted just reassurance because she's not used to being loved. Or fed. Yeah. Or, or paid. had her bills <laughs> paid off for her. Or know, they, like, they make it seem like she looks so fine that yeah. that's why they didn't recognize her. It's probably because she gained like 15 pounds. <laughs> I know. You know, that, that changes your entire face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The way it's made up, like your cheekbones aren't sticking out, your chin's not sticking out. I know. She made it sound like they had, like, fairy – like, she had fairy dust on her face or something like that. I'm like, girl, you, like, you, you gained a little bit of weight. <laughs> like, that's literally what it was. It's because she's in love. And her yabos <laughs> are probably bigger. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Chapter 29. While readjusting to life in the mortal side of the wall, Farah has to make up stories about her time with the ant. She's also come with trunks of gold and jewels to make the story more believable. 
Her father went right to work, taking inventory of the jewels, weighing them, showing a more alive person with a sense of purpose. Even his limp was improved. His mood was improved, and he doted on Elaine, who in return doted on her father. Nesta, however, was more quiet and observant. Quick, quick, quick. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, like, as soon as she gives him the money, that's all he's doing. You know, he didn't even, like, sit down and, like, let's have a conversation. He just, like, goes straight to the money. Isn't that terrible? I know. Very. I mean, yeah, I know he wanted to throw her the ball. But that's also kind of, like, dealing with money, too. That's kind of showing off, right, with, with the money that you have. Um, so it's kind of weird. Like, that's their father. Right. All greedy. Yeah. You know, like, so, okay, I know I'm going on with this. But, like, mom... Whenever our brother goes to visit, she doesn't want to throw a party. She wants him to herself, you know? She wants to spend as much alone time with him because she doesn't get to see him as often. So I think, like, Feyre, he hasn't seen her. I don't know how long it's been. Yeah. It's been, like, what, a month or something? Mm -hmm. Several months. Okay, several months. And, like, the first thing he wants to do is throw a ball instead of spending, like, one-on-one time with his his daughter. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The one who took care of them for years. (laughs) Although he was under the... He was under the impression that she was with the aunt. Yeah, but that's like also another thing is like, oh, she's dealt with all this gloom is what they think because the aunt supposedly died. Like, don't you want to like be with her and be like, I'm your family and I'm still alive. Let's hang out. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Elaine is telling Feyre all about her garden. She does all the work, the weeding, watering. As Elaine continues about a possible trip to see tulip fields on the continent, Feyre just enjoys seeing the positive change in her sister. Feyre thinks of the night before when it was hard for her to get her food down, now tasting of ash, compared to what she had been accustomed to while living in Prithian. Elaine then tells Feyre that this social season is strange. No one in the village had said a word regarding all that they had gone through over the last eight years. Elaine comments that sometimes she missed the old cottage because the house feels so big and her father is always busy. And Nesta? Nesta stopped accepting any invitations, ending her season early. Nesta hardly talks to anyone and stares at Elaine's friends when they come to visit in a, in a way that makes them uncomfortable. I mean, I like Nesta. <laughs> I, I know. The, Nesta is Joe. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> I used to do that, like at the bar, or well, at the uh, social engagement places. Uh, like if somebody like kind of stepped up to our sister or friends, I would just give them faces or whatever. Yeah, and she would scare them all away. Mm-hmm. It was like girl time. It wasn't time for like some <laughs> random guy to come into the conversation. She also drops the bombshell. She went to go see you. You know, this shocks the crap out of Farah. Elaine continues saying she has gone. She was gone for about a week. But her carriage broke down and it was easier uh, or faster to just return home. Feyre then looks at Nesta, wondering if she had indeed tried to go to Prithian to find her. Elaine tells her she looks different. She had a glow about her. She asks if she met someone, to which Feyre replies, just good food and rest. Days passed and the shadow remains on Feyre. She doesn't even want to paint. She spends most of her time with Elaine in her garden, and Elaine goes on and on about her garden and plans for more gardens, <laughs> perhaps a vegetable garden. How many times can you say garden in one sentence? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently four or five. <laughs> <laughs> this makes, it makes Farah happy to see her sister having come alive. 
Her father finished counting her jewels and gold and Vera finds she's extraordinarily wealthy. Um, she invested a small percentage in her father's business and asked her father to put the rest in several bags. Now that leads us to our next question, which is if you came into a large sum of money, what is the first thing that you would purchase? Disney World. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Right? That would be so much fun. And I would live in one of the castles. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that one where we got that Cinderella. Ch- that, uh, that chocolate mousse. Is that what we get? What was it? Chocolate mousse or something? I think that Cinderella's. Oh, my one. God. That was heavenly. <laughs> I, I want this every evening. But the stairs, though. That's true. But they had an elevator. That's true. Oh, uh, so what would you guys buy? Uh, depending on how much, um, I would buy leather knee-high boots on, oh, wow. on the higher end. <laughs> and then if I had a whole lot more money, I would buy a lot of knee-high leather boots. Dang. Hey, yeah. you, okay. Yeah. Also, would you still be leaving, living in Texas because those – knee high leather boots might make your ass sweat <laughs> your feet stink dang no wonder you want so many they're gonna be all fistless <laughs> jokes on you they stink either way okay nag you can buy her mothballs for christmas Ew, oh gross. my god that I, smells worth it i know stink. i know mothballs, mothballs. that reminds me of like uh going to one of our aunt's house when we were growing up it always smelled like mothballs there Oh, gross. I hate the way that mothballs moth smell. Yeah. Maggie, Maggie, did you say what yeah, you were she did. Oh, she didn't? No, she didn't. Oh, she did not. I had a hard time with this question, honestly. I had no clue. I think the first thing I would buy is like a ticket away from here for a while. Oh, yeah. Like a yeah. travel? Like, yeah. Um, How would cool it? would it be to take a girl's trip to Alaska? What the hell? No. <laughs> absolutely not yes oh, you no. know okay well, i don't know We're, what um give me some more wine <laughs> oh we need to open our third bottle yeah also uh i don't remember what that movie was it was like 30 days a night or something like that was that what it was called like 20 days 20, and 20 nights no was no. it 20? no it was one that there's like vampires in like alaska or something or maybe it's antarctica i don't know what um and there's like so many days of night and like it's a, a like a scary movie i don't know if, uh, anyway um and like the the people of the place are getting used uh getting ready because there's like this a period of time when the sun doesn't show it's always n- uh, nighttime and anyway when the, uh, the movie's ending or during the movie vampires come out and like they're trying to survive these nights what's the name of this movie i think it's 30 40 days and no that's the one with he goes without it is 30 days a night. It's a 2007 film. Uh, it's an American horror film based on the comic book miniseries of the same name. The film was directed by Who Cares and stars <laughs> Josh Hartnett and Melissa George. Oh, you know what? I think I remember this. Its story focuses on an Alaskan town beset by vampires as it enters into a 30-day-long polar night. Isn't that crazy? I mean, but like minus the vampires, you could sleep for 30 days. <laughs> Give me the vampires. <laughs> Only if it's Edward. <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah. Twilight is forever going to come mm-hmm. into this podcast. Always. Yeah. Whether we wanted to or not. <laughs> oh my gosh, this thing is hard. Really hard in there. This cork. <laughs> that Dang. was loud. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay. Cheers. Some bubbly. This is going to make me burp, probably. Yeah. Batters up. Apparently, you're supposed to hold it like this. 
Is that where the little hole is there? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you can put your little thumb. Yeah. <laughs> My big fan. I might have to cut that out because it sounds really weird. Put your thumb in a hole. <laughs> your fund you. <laughs> I might have to leave that in there because Arnold loves that word. <laughs> We're going to need like a glossary to our podcast. For real. All the random like Spanish words mm-hmm. or or even like Tex-Mex words because a lot of them don't even make sense in Mexico <laughs> or Spain or whatever. Yeah. Each night she goes to bed praying to awaken in Tamlin's manner. Bed. <laughs> right. The fear of him in danger with Amarantha was even bigger than her disappointment in waking in her new home. She replays Tamlin, telling her that he loves her over and over again. Pharaoh walks to her old cottage. Elaine's old garden was a tangle of weeds. The front that was shattered was replaced. She had taken an invisible path through their, her forest. The forest is no longer so lethal to her. But ordinary, she looks once again at the cottage, thinking of it as her prison. Whereas Elaine had thought of the cottage with hope. Pharaoh looked at it with nothing but hatred. So, are you someone who holds on to things because of how they make you feel? No, I don't. I'm like, I'm like, take it all to goodwill. I don't care. Oh. There's probably like a handful of things that I'll keep... Like, I have the kids, like, um, first communion clothes or whatnot. Um, I have my wedding dress. I have the first dress of, like, uh, well, our first date, me and Arnold. But, like, a lot of other things, uh, mm. plates, I don't know, pictures. Well, not, like, photo albums. Obviously, I'm not going to throw that away. But, like, other things, I just don't hold on to. I don't care. Arnold <laughs> has, like, clothes from high school because he's the same Aww. size. <laughs> oh, my God. Must be nice. Do you hold on to things? I have one word for you. Watermelons. No. Yeah. You hold on to that? No. I hold on to the fact that I hate it because of how it made me feel in eighth grade. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That was like a thousand years ago. <laughs> she drank one pucker and it was over after that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. I have, no, a, but, I, um, I have a couple of horror stories about, you know, puckers. puckers. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think I would. To some things, if they were sentimental, like especially like of my dad and mm-hmm. stuff, but not like everything of his. But yeah, I know like a lot of people though will hold on to a lot of things, like hoarders. Oh no, um, my husband's a hoarder of like boxes. <laughs> he loves boxes, and you know what he also likes? It's like a rat. Those freezer <laughs> packs. Those freezer packs. That, that, oh my gosh, that's like every mail. Mail. Why? So we get like um, we get a medication through the mail, and it always comes oh. packed in freezer packs, right? Like a little ice chest. Yes, we're using it right now, but who gosh. Uh, and like freezer packs. <laughs> and I swear, we have like an extra freezer and it's full of those, not even food. Those freezer packs. <laughs> That's really weird. Is that what I saw on the table earlier? Yes. <laughs> I was wondering what that I need was. to like s- secretly throw them away because we have like a hundred. <laughs> Would you share Elaine's or Feyre's thoughts regarding their old cottage? I don't know. Uh, I would probably be like a, a little in the middle. I wouldn't think of it as hope, but I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was like the day. That was the house I pushed my brother down the stairs. You know, like <laughs> yeah. things like that, you know. Same. But like, I, I don't think I don't think I have anything bad, like a place that has any bad memories, though, to, to hate it like like Vera does. Mm. 
Agreed. Because for her, the cottage reminds her of all the hard work, all like yeah. the near death experiences because they were starving. Yeah. I don't have anything in my life that, re- that that comes close to that. Yeah. I have work. <laughs> so True that. <laughs> so, yeah. Elaine obviously wouldn't have any bad. No, no, no. no. She lives in a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she is. The birds sing with her. <laughs> yeah. She is very Disney princess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the voice that they use, um, the, whoever the actress mm-hmm. is, like her voice is so soft. Mm-hmm. Dainty. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see D. You know, the, those are the ones that you got to worry about, though, you know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're the crazy ones. Yeah. Yeah. The quiet Sonya. ones. Sonia. <clears throat> oh, sorry. She said she did it again. <laughs> Our third wine of the night is Barefoot Bubbly Limited Edition Pride 2020 in the flavor Brute Rosé. It's quite bubbly. It is. I like the bottle. Mm-hmm. It's pretty yeah, it's like iridescent. I'm like, no, hologramish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of rainbows. Chapter 30. Sandra, this is going to be like brand new to you because you yeah. haven't even... Okay. Sorry. You have it though, right? What? 30. Yeah. Okay. Dang, Sandra, you didn't do your homework. I know. Okay. You got to put it all in one email because I will... I, I told you, uh, I'm I am... working on chapter 30. I'll get it by the end of the hour. And I said... Scent. And I think you even linked it. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy, girl. I'm She's sorry. Like, this girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was busy. I, this was a busy week. Before returning home, Favorite goes into the village. Villagers who once ignored her or sneered at her are now paying attention and trying to converse with her. But Fair pushes on to the poor side of the village and starts handing out her little bags of silver and gold. Afterwards, she walks towards her father's home and passes Thomas Mandrake. Favor overhears him and his friends speaking of a family home that burned down with the family trapped inside last week. Disgusting. Thomas checks Favor out and she wonders what had changed Nesta's mind about marrying him. Though. Right. <laughs> disgusting. Gross. I mean, if he, he's probably done that a million times in front of Nesta. Ooh, right? That's yeah. gross. So gross. Yeah. As she's almost out of town, Favor runs into Isaac. And a plump young woman who she assumes is his new wife. She sees how happy he is and how it's changed him into a man. They share a slight moment where Isaac gives her a nod in greeting and Bear returns the gesture with a nod and smile to both of them. She realizes she feels nothing for him and wishes them well in her heart. Do you typically wish your exes well or hell? (laughs) (laughs) Well, <laughs> exactly. You answered it. <laughs> I, I just choose not to think about them at all or uh, easier said than done, right? Yeah. Just, but I am of the opinion that, you know, you know, karma, you know. Right. Like it is what it is. Karma is a god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I like I, I don't I wholly believe in that, you know, negative energy and I don't want to devout devote any energy to anybody than more than than I would you know right any other someone I like you know why would I give more energy to someone I don't sure want to be with anymore so all sorts of planning is happening around her for the ball her father intends to hold in honor of Feyre. Elaine has even bought Feyre a new dress. She's determined to endure it because of all the work Elaine and her father have put into it. 
Feyre spends her day digging out a new square of earth for Elaine's next garden. She does this to pass the time because she doesn't know how long she will need to stay on this side of the wall. Favor is full of a dark shadow thinking about Amarantha sending mm. out creatures because of the blight. Okay. Whenever she says the dark shadow, do you think that's just her feeling or do you think that like some magical person is calling out to her? Oh, I never thought about that. Mm-mm. You know, I thought it was the like shadow. an emotional like depression, but she didn't know how to like express it, so she just said it was a shadow. But that's interesting. It could have been something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like magical. Yeah. Well, somebody. Somebody magical. Somebody magical. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so she's so affected by it that she cannot bring herself to paint. Imagine that. Mm, all the bummer. vivid colors and shapes are now gone from her mind. They're all in Tamlin's castle. Or <laughs> manor, not castle. So, Feyre looks down at her calloused and dirty hands. Uh, they're dirty from her digging. And Nesta comes up behind her, telling her that even if she washed them, there would be no hiding them, because for her to fit in, she would have to wear gloves and never take them off. When Feyre mentions she doesn't care to fit in, Nesta asks why she bothers to stay. And Feyre fires back that this is her home, isn't it? Nesta tells her she doesn't think it is. Her home is somewhere very far away. When Feyre tries to bring up the long-lost aunt, Nesta tells her there is no aunt. Feyre realizes that Nesta may know the truth. Her truth. Nesta tells Feyre that her beast's trick didn't work on her. Her iron will kept the glamour from digging in. So Nesta saw Elaine and their father go from sobbing to nothing. She thought she'd gone mad when they blamed a winter wind had shattered their door and how fortunate Feyre was to be taken to their aunt's. But then Nesta would look at the painted table and see the claw marks and know she wasn't imagining it. Feyre thinks to herself that Nesta had put so many walls up that the High Lord's magic couldn't pierce them. Nesta tells her that it wasn't right that everything carried on as if Tamlin taking her away never happened. She asks if Nesta went to Prithian and Nesta tells her she made it all the way to the wall but couldn't figure a way to get in. Feyre is surprised that her sister would make the two days journey there and back for her. Feyre thinks to herself that Tamlin was wrong about her father trying to come after her. It was the least likely. Nesta, who had enough bravery to find a way. Feyre asks Nesta what happened with Thomas Mandray, and Nesta tells her she realized he wouldn't have gone with her to save Feyre from Prithian. Feyre looks at Nesta with new eyes. She had cared. Beneath it, she had cared and perhaps loved more fiercely than Feyre could comprehend. Feyre tells Nesta that Thomas never deserved her, and Nesta asked for all the deets. <laughs> That's weird for me to say because I don't say that. After this, Nesta asks Feyre to teach her how to paint, and so she does, which goes as well as it could with Nesta and her attitude. <laughs> Afterward, they go upstairs to get ready for the ball and run into their father arm-in-arm with Elaine. So, what do you think about Nesta now? I've always loved Nesta. I know. (laughs) I do love Nesta. And I think this is, like, when she starts showing her, like, her true self. Like, maybe she doesn't love you the way you want her to love you, but she loves you. She loves you. It's that firstborn energy. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't know how to show it. 
<laughs> but Zan knows how to show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a butter knife in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know what she's talking about. You know who. Um, but yeah, I like her. I like Nesta. I think this is when I started liking Nesta because before mm-hmm. I was like, what a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Like she's doing all this for you. You don't appreciate it. And now you see this side and you're like, whoa. And it also kind of, I feel like she, because it shows how strong her mind is, then you're like, she's a, an intelligent woman, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you you assume. <laughs> Elaine is kind of a flake. I still like her, okay? I still like <laughs> Elaine, but she's kind of a flake. <laughs> yeah. I think Nesta, though, the walls are um, also a bad thing, too. So. Yeah. Could you imagine Nesta as a child? <laughs> she's always been an adult. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. She's probably probably yeah. had it um quite a time of it when she was growing up. So after passing Elaine and their father, Nesta tells Farer she at times wants to ask if he remembers all the years he almost let them starve to death. <laughs> There's that firstborn energy, man. <laughs> For real. They don't give a fuck. Damn. Bring up everything. I know. It's all like Ten years later. Remember, <laughs> remember when you did nothing and we were starving, Dad? And he's like, it was ten years ago. I don't care. I'm still it, hungry from it. It was five months ago. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Favor points out that Nessa didn't help with her spending habits. And Nesta tells Favor she knew Favor could always get more. And she often tries to use it as a way to see if her father would actually go out and fight for them. She hated Feyre due to the fact that she knew she couldn't take care of the family as she did, but she hated her father even more. Feyre asks Nesta if their father knows, and Nesta replies that he's always known. She blames him for letting their mother die. With a fleet of ships at his disposal to sail across the world, he could have searched for a cure for their mother. When Feyre defends him, saying that their father loved their mother, Nesta says he let her die. You would have gone to the ends of the earth to save your high lord. And Feyre confirms that she would have. So do you think that Nesta is too harsh on her father? Explain. I I guess I don't know enough about what happened when her mother died. Her mom died of, um, was it typhoid or something like I that? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they have a salve for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what that situation was. But I could understand being bitter because he tried nothing. Like he didn't even, although he could have been in pain. Like who knows though? There's nothing like um, explicit about, you know, how the dad was coping with his injured leg. You know, he didn't exactly, you know, get it you know, surgery on it to get it fixed, you know, it was shattered yeah, mm-hmm. or smashed, whatever, one of those. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's still their father and she hates him. Like how, I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't sound like mom was, the mother was all that loving. Mm-mm. In the first few chapters, it just talks about how the mom seemed to only love the father, not the daughter's. Did she have three of them? Because <laughs> she loved the father. <laughs> right? I don't know. So any further thoughts on the chapters we just read or talked about? Or maybe do you have a, a point to make? It looks like your wheels are turning. <laughs> My eyes are turning. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no. 
I mean, I pretty much have the same thoughts of you. I'm iffy on that one as well. Um, but earlier when you were reading, I kind of like did get a sense of a lot of fairy tales within this few chapters, like Cinderella and um, the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz where? Yeah, when she was talking about Am Amarantha and her creatures, the flying monkeys oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like just different things came to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything additional to say other than um, the fun stuff is going to happen next. Yeah, it does seem like this is like leading up to like all the action. the action. I think this is where the point in the book, you know, this is like the moment where things start to really like get interesting. And you don't put the book down. Yes. Or, yeah. And it did take until this point probably for me. Yeah. Personally, it was really hard. Even though I loved Lucian, like I loved Lucian, I still love. <laughs> I mean, of course, I still love Lucian. If you think about it, we're like in the last third of the book, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is it the last hundred pages? That, that's that's the whole thing about um, you know Sarah J. Mass's um, books. Is that you know the last hundred hundred fifty pages are like always like super intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can believe that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well. if you have any comments or questions, you can always email us at 3whiningwitches at gmail.com. We can also be followed on Instagram and TikTok, and you can find us at 3whiningwitches. We'd also love to hear your wine suggestions, oh, yeah. so if you'd want to email that to us as well. Yes, we would love some options, um, maybe a little less potent than our um, sangria from last <laughs> week. Uh, let yeah. us know if you have any um, any questions or any answers to questions that we may have brought up. And um, if you have any constructive criticism, that would be acceptable as well. Um, yeah, be nice, of course, because, you know, I'll, I'll cry. Yes, she's a <laughs> she cry baby. I'll cry Hardcore. and it, it'll be the ugly kind of cry. She's not lying. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, just let us, you know, you, we're open to any kind of feedback. Alrighty. Until next time. See you later, witches. Toodles. <laughs>